Women Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Linda Crater celebrate the thoughts and opinions of magnetic, spirited, and influential women. Each week, bold, brilliant women spark vigorous conversations on the complexities of life, love, and happiness. Now here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Linda Crater. Good morning, ladies. We are so pleased that you've come to join us today. This is Linda Crater, and Sandra Beck is off today, but I am joined by the amazing, unstoppable Frankie Picasso. Welcome, Frankie. Thank you, Linda. Um, I'm doing going to do my best Sandra Beck impression today. <laughs> oh, that'll be terrific. Can you do the same sound, the sounds she makes, those inimitable sounds? <laughs> I, I will do my best. <laughs> I love it. We have a wonderful roster of dynamic women today. So we have Kamei Caldwell from New York City. We have Kathy Krafke from Texas. We have Jacqueline Lopez from Santa Barbara. Am I missing anybody? No, I'm not. Terrific. Today's topic, this first topic, is going to be about purpose. And when we think of purpose, oftentimes we think ambition, hope drive, dreams, passion, and so many reams of books have been written about it, and we're going to discuss it in any way our little minds want to go, because there are so many cliches about this one, because it can be your why, it can be your why you get up in the morning, it can change, are you a work in progress, and I'll start things off with the fact that I don't believe there's a singular purpose in my life other than to do my best in all the things that I do. And my purpose has changed during my life many times. And I'm so grateful for those interruptions that caused a redirect. So I'll go first to Frankie. Do you have a singular purpose? You know what? I think we all have a singular purpose. Okay. But pur- purpose, you know, I'm just looking at the dictionary. So as a noun, the reason for which something is done or created or for the reason for which we exist. So I, I personally do believe, because I've done a lot of work on purpose recently, that we all have a purpose for being here in this earthly realm. And and purpose has two is twofold. I think that purpose always has has a part two, and that part two is to serve other people. And part one is you know, the reason that you're here and it could directly, uh, directly associated with your unique qualities and gifts that you have. So while, while the direction, I think, Linda, of where you go with your purpose mm-hmm. might change, I think your purpose is always with you because you have those unique qualities that are best fit for the things that you do that you love to do. And that's an interesting point. So is purpose passion? Yes. And it's easy. That's a great way to put it. So let's go next to Jacqueline Lopez. Well, um, purpose for me, uh, I recently discovered is be how you show up in life Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. the doing take care of itself. Uh, In other words, when you say something that you're going to do and, and then being is just stepping into that space and actually go ahead and make that action to happen. Uh, one concrete example is um, I often encounter people who said, I'm going to send you this email. I'm going to send you this information. I'm going to do this and everything about doing things. But when they don't actually do it, they <laughs> are not being truth to themselves. Therefore, they're not that presence, that that being is not truth to what they said. The sound that comes out of your mouth is very important. When you say you're going to do something, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter your purpose. 
just be true to yourself and do what you said you're going to do. And then the doing will take care of itself. Well, this is, this is Kathy. That's so interesting to me, Jacqueline, that you would describe it that way. And I'm really challenged by what y'all are already saying. I I I know you got a quote, Kathy. I know you do. I was waiting for that too. (laughs) I I have several. Actually, I pulled so many, but here's my, I was thinking, what is my purpose statement? And I thought of one that we all got in kindergarten, be kind. Mm. That's, I mean, just to me, that's a very simple statement. My day to day is how can I be kind to others? But I just went to a Christian communicators. I'm a, I'm a member of the class of 2018 and I'm going to tell you, they have what they call a purpose statement smackdown. And it was some of the best purpose training I've ever seen. And so I came away with a better idea of what my own purpose on, on this earth is. I loved what Frankie said about believing we do have a purpose where it's not just accidental. We're here. I mean, that's, that's how I interpret what you said, Jack, uh, Frankie, but. Mm-hmm. So the purpose statement I came away with was to create fellowship. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What do y'all think about that one? For you personally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Totally. I can see. I can see that. But, you know, the, the, the things that you go through and the troubles that you had, Kathy, brought you to a place of truth, a moment of truth that was very difficult to share. And so maybe is that could that have been your purpose? Oh, well, I was just thinking that's ha- that's more of my mission, how I do, how I create fellowship by okay. sharing truthfully and vulnerably every mm-hmm. time I get a chance, trying to always have that kind of authenticity in what I, I share. I, I know that's not the topic today is the purpose. The, I mean, the topic is not authenticity, but it's purpose. But I, I kind of think they go together. Mm-hmm. What do you all think? Well, yeah, well, you, yeah, yeah, it will be very sad if you're if you're not authentic uh, with your purpose. Yeah. In other words, if you live by what other people expect from you, you have yeah. to be true to yourself and authentic with others and express your true self. And that's that's in and of itself is the purpose of living living this life. Yeah, this is Kim A, and I totally agree with all of this. I think this is so perfect, but. I actually do love Simon Sinek's why, like find your why. And I, for a while, I, I kind of felt like my why was to, um, to help people like feel their best with a bra fitting. And I remember <laughs> like, that's just like how I, how I was helping people say hooray and do, you know, live their lives fully. But I realized I went to like a fireside chat with him because he has his start with why book. And now he has his find your why. And a girl raised her hand and asked a question that was very similar to mine. And she said, well, I know my why, but how do I figure out my how? He says, well, what's your why? And she mm-hmm. said, to help people in the hospitality industry have a better um, work-life balance. And he goes, well, there's a lot of how in your why. Yeah. And he said, the why is really about like you is how you can show up to any situation, whether it's your lover, your friend, your family, your business people, whatever. And so I realized that really my why personally, like what I'm working on, my purpose in the world is to help people create or expand pathways of love within themselves and with each other. So I can do that as a bra fitter. I can do that as a coach, which that just that exercise allowed me to step into recently. I can do that as a wife, as a mom, as a friend, like really, I think our purpose can be achieved any way we want and your how can really change. I think um, Kathy, you're saying your mission, right? Your mission can change, yeah. but I think our purpose remains pretty much the same throughout our lives. That's me personally. 
that's very profound. Yeah, and Simon Sinek even says, like, if you haven't found your why or if your why changed, you probably actually didn't have your why in the first place. <laughs> I think Frankie has an example about some of this stuff. You know, I... We we put we have so much angst against our purpose, and I'm I'm a big you know big example of that. But the reality is that it's so easy and simple that we 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 look at it and go, oh, that can't be it. It can't be it. And so ever since I was young, people people you know strangers would sit next to me, and within like a minute or two would tell me their life story. Mm-hmm. And as a coach, I you know I always thought, okay, well that's perfect for a coach because you know you want people to be able to open up to you Uh, but my purpose is really championing people to be the best them that they can be and by holding the faith for them that's what I do and and so I go well that can't be it it's just too easy you know that's what I do every day but that is what I do every day Mm -hmm. right with everybody whether they're my best friend or they're a stranger people will say something to me and I will somehow say something that inspires them to to go and do something that they've always wanted to do but never would or did so it's it's I think it's as simple and as easy and as hard as that is that we, we, we make it more than it really is. And our purpose could just be, um, you know, to be the best mom or it could, you know, it doesn't have to be earth shattering for everybody. I love that. And because that's what I said in the very, very beginning, my, I guess I do have a singular purpose and that is to do the best in all things I do. But what I'm hearing from you all, and I'd love to carry this discussion in a slightly different direction. You're almost talking about the difference between a purpose and a calling. Something that is speaking to you that says, this is what I was put here on this earth to do. Do you have different feelings about that? Why don't we go first to Jacqueline? Um, you know, I have been changed uh, throughout my, my life, what I'm supposed to do and this I was called to do. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I just got better understanding that by showing up the way I am, being authentic with myself is is really the, the the larger picture and and the the doing is the 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 thing that we you know we uh we it's create the vehicle. An yeah, right. we create an organization, we create a business, we help a, a certain a group of people. That that's how you get there. But I think personally, how I show up in life authentically and speaking my truth is my purpose in life: being authentic human being, be mm-hmm. the best I can be in this mm-hmm. in this world. <laughs> so that's my answer, Kathy. I, I really love that, Jacqueline, that idea of, it's so simple. You know, I used to try to fib when I was a junior high girl, and I learned really early in life, <laughs> I can't lie that well. I'm just not that good at it. <laughs> I'm horrible. Yeah, so I began to value truth really early in life, and mm-hmm. my parents inspired that, and I'm mm-hmm. so glad they did. But but I do know because of some of my experiences in the past, there there were times when I just could not share what I was experiencing because it was too painful. Mm. So I think to me that's the real struggle. When we want to be authentic, we we really do have to struggle with what is is holding us back that is difficult to share. And I know we're going to go to the break, so I'm going to toss it back to you, Linda, but maybe we can talk about that when we come back. Well, I think a lot of times truth is difficult to share, and it depends on how open we are being and how vulnerable we'll make ourselves. And I think that's part of sharing our purpose with everyone is can you be vulnerable? Can you be truthful about what it is that matters to you? And 
I think what I'm underlying hearing from all of you is authenticity, integrity, all of those things are part of the purpose and being the best you can be at all things. So we have to go on a short break. We are talking with Frankie Picasso, Kime Caldwell, Kathy Kraftke, and Jacqueline Lopez. And we will be back after a short break talking further today about purpose and what does that actually mean and look like to each of us. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Return after these short messages. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert Annette Hammond. Multiple studies and research have proven that exercise and activity change the brain. Exercise can remodel the brain by prompting the creation of new brain cells. The New York Times reported that recent studies have shown that inactivity also changes the brain, but not in a positive way. They state that not moving has wide-ranging physiological effects. The new study that was recently published in the Journal of Comparative Neurology found that being sedentary changes the shape of certain neurons in ways that notably affect not just the brain, but the heart as well. It has been said that exercise is the single best thing you can do for your brain in terms of mood, learning, and memory. So it's time to get moving and to improve your brain function. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. is National Ice Cream Month, as if we needed a reason to celebrate ice cream. Would you believe the average American eats 45.8 pints of ice cream a year? Here's the scoop on some ice cream lingo. In Pennsylvania, the paper cone used to hold ice cream is called a tut. Sprinkles or jimmies on top of ice cream are called ants in California and outsiders and logs in Vermont. The world record for ice cream eating is 1.75 gallons in 8 minutes. Oh, I feel a brain freeze coming on. What's another word for brain freeze? Sphenopalatine ganglia neuralgia. It's Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back. You're talking to Dynamic Women, and on the break, we were talking about, we always have quotes, as you know, for our shows, and so the one that I pulled from this morning is anonymous, but it's a good one. It says, the meaning of life is to find your gift. The purpose of life is to give it away. Frankie? I, you know, I absolutely love that. Because I did say the second component of purpose give back or to yes, give away. And I don't think that there is a soul alive today that can't help another person, even even if it's just to keep a positive thought in this negative world right now. And we need positive thoughts to balance the negative. So if that's it, if that's your only purpose for being, perfect. That's it. It, it, it's not difficult. It's not rocket science. And we make it so hard. I made it so hard. Even yesterday, I made it so hard. And I go, okay, yeah, you're right. That's my purpose. <laughs> like, I, I'm an artist. You know that. I'm a radio yes. host. And 
these are things that I'm passionate about, but they're not my purpose. They're vehicles for my purpose. They're vehicles that, that fuel my, you know, creativity or fuel the things that I love in this life. But the purpose is really just to get me out so that people can talk to me and tell me their stories, you know, and, and, and I can help them somehow inspire them and motivate them to be, you know, who it is that they want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Kathy, you said that you um, were looking for something. What was it that you were looking for from me? <laughs> Love that if, laugh. Yeah. I, I wonder if she's dropped off. Kime? Oh, okay. Kime? Yeah, wanted I wanted to, challenge to me. I did want to challenge you. And, right. and now that I'm rethinking it, it's, I think you're actually right that you said that purpose, <laughs> your purpose is easy, like living your purpose is easy. But here's where I think it's different because I think sometimes it's uncomfortable. It's yes. uncomfortable for us. So it's not necessarily hard. It's usually pretty easy, but it's uncomfortable because I think our purpose and living our purpose authentically on a regular basis can be very challenging because it might go against what society wants or it might make us you know, have to go into situations that are a little bit more uncomfortable than what we would want to go into willingly. For example, one of the ways that I sort of test out my, am I living my purpose right now is I ask myself the question, what does love require of me? Because I really feel like my purpose in life, like I said, is to expand and create pathways of love between people and themselves. And I think that like, if we had an overall purpose in the entire world for everybody, it's probably to to spread love, right? And so I ask myself all the time, what does love require of me? And sometimes what it requires is for me to do the difficult thing or the uncomfortable Mm. thing. And so I don't know if it's necessarily always going to feel like, oh, yeah, I'm totally in flow and this is super duper easy. It might feel uncomfortable. So if if you're like living your purpose out there and you're like, man, this is tough or this feels uncomfortable. Ooh, this is challenging. That's okay too. Like it doesn't mean you're out of alignment. But what about the purpose itself? The love itself is easy. Well, I is mean, the love I, itself easy or not? I think that sometimes love can be challenging. Can be challenging. Okay, so if, if love is challenging, what about your purpose is easy? What about your purpose just says, ah, oh, this is my purpose? For me personally? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for me personally, living my purpose and expanding love between people, it just feels so good. When you're okay, well, there it. you go. It's a feel mm-hmm. good. And that's what we yeah. want. So I wanted but, to get to it. It's a feel good. But, you know, getting up in front of 60,000 people, yeah, that might be scary. Yes. That yes. Or, or like loving, loving a pa- like a difficult parent or a difficult yes. friend. Like that's Good example. tough, you know? So I think that like it's okay to but feel your challenged. Purpose is, ah, you know your purpose yes. is, ah, right? Well, once you go through it, once you do it, it does feel so much better always. Yeah. Okay, Kathy Crappy. What, you know what? I apologize. I had it on mute, and I was just talking away into my microphone. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's my mistake. But the the thing I wanted to do earlier, but I, I don't want to do it now because I want to speak to Kamei's point. But okay. I like telling you my purpose statement in that first segment, Frankie, because I know that you coach people all the time. And I thought, oh, good, I'll get some free advice. She knows me. <laughs> So yeah, maybe maybe I'll send you an email after this, and you can send okay. me a bill. But um, any I might need a little help with that. That was really a hard uh, conference I went to, but it was so good. It was some of the best stuff I've ever seen on purpose statements and mission statements and the difference, which I know uh, we talked about a little bit earlier. But Kamei, I was wondering if your real purpose in in loving people is to encourage them, even because some of those I call them conversational adventures. When we like take that. those difficult topics yeah. on, I, I don't, I don't like avoiding difficult topics, but that doesn't mean they're comfortable. 
mm-hmm. and and they're very dis, dis uncomfortable. So I was wondering, in the midst of even uncomfortable discussions, if your driving force might be encouragement. I, it's just a question. I don't know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I really feel I think we said like the second step is to share it with others, right? So mm-hmm. I definitely feel like while I'm living my purpose of opening up pathways of love within myself and between me and other people, absolutely. My purpose is to help other people do that within themselves and with other people as well. So it's really it's really about like there's like a connection thing in there. It's like connecting with other people, connecting with themselves. I use that word a lot. I use the word support a lot because both for for bras and as a coach, there's a lot yeah. of support going on. Support. So, 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 yeah, absolutely. Encouragement is a big part of that for sure. Kathy, Kathy, just as you were talking, I think that negotiating difficult conversations could be your purpose. You, oh. you know, you had a, a very difficult experience that you had to learn how to communicate to the world. Oh. And by sharing that, you have, you know, you have opened up yourself to being able to ne- negotiate difficult conversations and teach others how to do that. You write about oh, difficult things. Thank you. Frankie, I love it that you noticed that. I'm going to write that down. Um, negotiating difficult topics. I, w- I want to just share because I know Kamei and Jacqueline may not know I have a, an abortion in my past, and so I have I've come to the place where it's very comfortable for me to talk about that publicly. But for many years, it was not, and and I don't know that everybody in the world needs to do that because there's so many of us. But but it 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 has having compassion for myself. Yeah, I, I really I really responded to what you came what you said about um, opening up pathways of love for yourself. Mm-hmm. So, Linda, Linda, has anything changed for you since since the first um, segment around purpose? I still think the underlying part for me about purpose is is doing the very best I can do. The funny thing is that I think years ago, I always gave my best. I continue to give my best, and yet I always anticipate or hope or I'm eager that I will also get back the best in others. I'm hoping that by modeling the best in what I do, that that I'll get the best back in others. But not everyone shares our philosophies. And so that isn't always, that is not a measurement that you Mm. can look at. And so as long as I am giving my best, my purpose is the same. Um, what I also do think, though, is but that... But wait, I'm going to challenge you for a moment. Do, because I do. Think, Go ahead. I, I think that, that you're a perfectionist, and doing oh, your yeah. best equals perfection. <laughs> Tell me something yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, right. but is perfection a purpose? No, because I have learned that mm-hmm. perfection had me going down paths that did not lead me to what I should be doing yeah. and what I am doing. Okay, and so, so what, I are, think... what should you be doing? I'm going to take a coaching moment here. What Excellent. should you be doing? I am getting free coaching, Kathy. Look at this. I know what I, I love free stuff. What should I be doing? I know what makes me feel worthy and okay. good and solid and stable and calm and content. Yeah. And that is helping others. So as okay. you know, I work with veterans and their caregivers. Yeah. I coach you know, caregivers on how to navigate a medical system they absolutely don't understand and is Byzantine. And why can't and, that just be your purpose? Oh, it is. But I okay. would call that my calling. My purpose is to me a different word than my calling. That is my calling because it is something that is not always making me happy. It's very difficult. It's very challenging. It's very vulnerable. It's exhausting. But 
it is what I was put on this earth to do. And every time I tried to steer away from it, mm-hmm. I was guided right back. Okay. I, so, I, you know, right. it, it was inevitable. I finally threw up my hands and went, okay, God, got it. <laughs> got mm. it. Okay. Um, so what is a calling? A strong urge toward a particular way of life or a career or a vocation. So, Jackie, I'm going to ask you then, is vocation is vocation and calling purpose or are they two different things? What do you think? I'm Jacqueline. You asked you asking yeah, me, right? Okay. I did. Mm-hmm. Here's how I'm going to explain to you. Sometimes I stop and I do a self-examine myself. Um, how far have I come to where I am right now? If you know my origin, like where was I born? What kind of family I came from? And you would think, how do you how do you get here? It's a long journey. So what uh, Linda was saying is, uh, I kind of resonate with what she was saying. You know, the calling that she she uh, frequently have to address every time she steer away from from it. It's mm-hmm. kind of the same. I, I I resonate with it because I. I feel the same way. Sometimes you go away from that, what you think is your purpose, because it's hard. I mean, it, it gets you, you have to all constantly step out of your comfort zone. And sometimes you have, you have fear, you have insecurity, you, you, you doubt, you have self doubt when you look in the mirror. And sometimes that mirror tells you who you think you are. Mm-hmm. That's your ego. Sometimes you're scaring you, or sometimes you have to do uh, uh, speak in front of a lot of people. And sometimes you wonder, would anybody care what I say? Would anybody care what I write in this book? And you have a lot of self doubt. But if you stop one time or, se- or, or throughout your life and look where you come from and how far you have come to this point. You will be amazed how much you have achieved. I, I, I mean, I'm talking personally, but I, I invite every one of you ladies because I think, I mean, when I hear your, your biography, I'm, I'm impressed with how you have accomplished all the things that you do in your life throughout all these radio shows that we have been sharing. I know you a little bit. And I'm 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 honored to be with with all of you here. And I know we are too. Yes. And how far you have come to the, the your origin. I, I just Im- invite you to do that self examination because it's it, you'd be amazed how much you have accomplished in life. And and just you know just be happy. That's what what I do. Otherwise, it's, it it will drive you crazy. And that's your life purpose. If you if if you make you feel good, every once in a while, it doesn't have to be. I'm, I'm going to stop you there because we have to go to a commercial break in in thirty. But um, when we come back, let's let's look at that again a little bit about the passion that goes into your purpose. And and it might be difficult and it might be hard. But you know, is there a karma involved? Is there you know something? part of our learning path to come to to this planet each and every time to build upon what we learned the last time we are going to go to commercial break this is dynamic women we'll be right back in just a moment we're dynamic women talk radio and we'll return after these short messages Do not disturb. 
sign has been around as long as there have been hotels where discretion was a bitter part of value. One lecturer at Cornell University School of Hotel Administration traces the do not disturb sign roots to the aristocracy of the early 20th century at grand establishments such as the Ritz in Europe. It sure is annoying when you just want to be a slug of bed and someone knocks at the door and says, housekeeping, what's the word for the semi-conscious state between sleep and wakefulness? Hypnopompic. There are days when I wish I could wear a do not disturb sign around my neck. What to call someone who wants to lay in bed all day? A scabberlacher. I'm Carolyn Davidson and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. There is so much to say about losing weight, but there's even more to say about maintaining that weight loss. Many people tell me they have lost the same 15 pounds over and over again. The goal is to not only lose the excess weight, but it's also keeping it off. The National Weight Control Registry found four types of behavior common with their successful participants. One, eating a low-fat, high-carb diet. Two, eating breakfast almost every day. Three, frequent self-monitoring of weight. And four, participation in a high level of physical activity. By embracing these four actions in your life, you too can be successful at maintaining your weight loss. Living a healthy life full of daily exercise will help you keep the excess weight off. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond, keeping you healthy, happy, and fit. Welcome back. We're continuing our discussion on purpose. And I think that we are finding that purpose, calling, dream, passion, they may all be the same things. And it might just be semantics. But I do think that there are some different views to look at. And and Frankie brought up a really fascinating one on the break. So Frankie, talk about purpose in your lifetimes. Plural. Okay, so if if I you know some of you may not know, but I I am a metaphysical hypnotherapist, and so I do believe in past lives, and I've done past life regressions with people, and if you do believe in past lives, and if you do believe that you know we we come and we come and we you know re come to to Earth as a, as a learning field, that I do believe that our purpose is shared in every lifetime. It shows up a little bit differently, but we build on it, and so if if my purpose is always to to be the best let's say yours is to be the best that you can be and and help others in a certain way but you're going to expand and build because you're going to have different challenges each time you're going to say oh i'm going to be challenged let's see if i can still do it if i get challenged with this let's see what i can do if that sets me back and i know that this was a very difficult lifetime i had lots of challenges in this lifetime for me but yet my purpose is still you know my purpose and so I get to go out into this world and expand and be better at it each and every time I come here with a different set of parameters around it. Doesn't mean I have the same job. Doesn't mean I like the same things. Doesn't mean any of that. I mean, I was nine years old. I sent away for National Institute of Broadcasting Records. I wanted to be on the radio. Woo! When did I get on the radio? When I was in my 50s. You're okay. hilarious. Right? I sent away for seahorses. <laughs> it had nothing to do with whatever I else but did that's later. But my purpose. But it is a right vehicle. away you knew. Interesting. Yes, yeah, because I did not achieve what my original purpose was. I was going to be a vet. I was, was going to be a doctor. Yeah. And life got in the way. I still want to be one. 
Well, so do yeah. I, but I think maybe that but did it, left. Or was it that, you know, your purpose was better suited to helping the people that you help? Yes, yes, I do. I do agree with that. But I think that comes with wisdom and age and experience and was realizing. Was it wisdom and age or is it just divine guidance? See, I, I'm going to have to go with the wisdom and experience, <laughs> I think. I'm, yeah, I'm not as metaphysical as you. And I really think one of these lives is enough for me to manage. But I, I don't know. Kime, you had a mantra you said you live by. Yeah. And I, I want to talk about that, but I want to talk to um, Frankie's point. I love this. And I, I, I feel like whether we have one or many lifetimes that we have a soul's curriculum mm -hmm. and like we are really assigned things that we need to learn in this time. And Linda, I think that maybe, you, you know, I wanted to be an actress when I was growing up. That was mm -hmm. what I, I went to school for musical theater. And I think that that has now served me in my purpose now yes. showing up on television, you know, yeah. like speaking to people. I think it's really served me, but I thought my purpose was to be an actress and I was wrong. It was my, it was just a way for me to, to learn what I needed to learn in order to, to serve the next part of my, yeah, the next part of my purpose. So that's where I think the calling comes in. I think we're called to do certain things that will ultimately serve our purpose and help us go through that curriculum that's made up specifically for us. And so, I don't think any experience is wasted. I I, told, I think it's all happening for us and not to us. I really think it's all, you know, divinely too. planned. So the mantra that I shared um, in our break was something that I've been living by for a really long time. It's very simple and sweet, and it's be nice and show up. And that means be nice to yourself, be nice to others, and also show up as in, like, do the work, say yes, and show up fully, bring your full self to everything. And I was wondering, like, wait a minute. Is that a life's purpose? Is that like my purpose on this world? But as I, as I talked about it, I think it really is just my reminder of how to show up and how to be as I am kind of on this journey of fulfilling my purpose. So I, I don't know. You guys can tell me if I'm wrong. What do you think? There's no wrong. I, I think yeah. your opinion is really terrific. I'm going to throw this quote out and then we'll go to Jacqueline. This quote is again anonymous. It said, you had a purpose before anyone had an opinion. <laughs> I love Beautiful. it. But isn't that interesting? Because my goodness, one. opinions, they're rampant. And on social media, everyone's got an opinion. And it's its just kind of difficult sometimes. And so it is hard to define your purpose sometimes if you're swayed by people you respect, etc. Jacqueline, what do you think? Yeah, well, I I want to follow what Kemei was saying. Okay. Uh, the soul curriculum. Uh, I I love that, and mm -hmm. and also what Frankie was saying. She interviewed this person who who uh, acknowledged a past life, and what I I, I also listen that kind of me metaphysical. Uh, you know, I read books and, and video and, and podcasts and whatnot. And uh, my li the little me, the the the, the little Jacqueline, usually. Uh, you know, protest about oh, so and so see angels, or uh, she can, you know, she she can talk to her higher self and things like that. And I start doing meditation in the morning, so I get up earlier and I do my uh, forty-five minute meditation. And one of those meditation came to me, maybe my higher self or my angel, mm -hmm. whatever. And and, and and just this knowledge that nobody spoke to me, but it's, it's almost like an information I was downloading, if, if you can believe that. I do believe Telling that. me, so-and-so mm -hmm. um, -so is your angel. Why does it, the angel have to be, have a wing and look white and, and things like that? People, like real human being, can be your angel. You remember so-and-so mm -hmm. when you so needed this, this uh, project management, she show up in your life. 
that was an angel and so and so remember when she came out of the blue you know what i mean in other words we 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 always have this expectation of something magical has to happen but sometimes real people can help you and your purpose and and show up out of the blue so expect miracles oh i love that that's so beautiful thank you um i've been thinking about that myself a lot lately this is kathy with the idea that women sometimes just show up in our lives at the right moment. I think it's one of the reasons I love dynamic women so much because the, the conversation is always so gracious and I like the way it's so, it's so kind. Um, even when we don't agree, which is to me very stimulating, I like that. But I liked what you said earlier. Also, Linda, your quote, you had a purpose before anyone had an opinion mm-hmm. and I couldn't help but think of, what Kamei has on her website, my, I'm going to quote her. This is so funny to me. I think most women can relate to this. My inner dialogue was worse than a gaggle of mean girls. Yeah, <laughs> it sure was. That is so funny. I love that, Kamei. I was so happy when I found that. What a great Aww, quote. Thank you. Yeah, I think most women can get that. And to me, that's one of the greatest things that gets in our way of purpose. And, and it really goes to the point Jacqueline just made. Sometimes we need somebody to come alongside us and encourage us when we feel we're listening too much to that gaggle of mean girls, either mm-hmm. either the outward ones that tell us we can't do stuff or our inner voice that tells us we can't do it. And we have all this fear and we just have to let that go and, and rejoice that God puts good women in our life to encourage us. Mm-hmm. I, I want to speak to that quote that um, that Linda you know said about. We had purpose before we had, um, what was anyone had, we had, anyone we had, had an a opinion purpose before anyone had it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that is, has to be the truest statement out there in, you know, in my first book, Midlife life mojo, I write about how, um, midlife for many of us, this midlife crisis or whatever it is, is a metamorphosis. And it's actually where we become our true self. Amen. And we break out of the socialized self mm-hmm. and, and become the purpose the per- the person we were meant to be. And that's very difficult to do because people have been giving us their opinions of what we should be from the moment we're born. Right. But we always know somewhere deep, deep down inside who we really are. And uh, there comes a point when you look out at the, at the world, and you go, Oh my God, I might have 20 years left to live. I better get and be the person I was supposed to be. And, and so you know, midlife is often the time when it happens is that you, I call it great, you know, breaking the egg of submission and, and becoming your, your true self. So if that's true, if, you know, if we can say that we had a purpose before we people had an opinion or we had an opinion, then, then that purpose came with us. It Mm -hmm. got, you know, massaged and, and, and pushed down because other people had expectations for us. Uh, you wanted to be a doctor. Your parents wanted you to be a doctor. You wanted to be an artist. You know, you wanted to be this. They wanted you to be that. Uh, you know, a principal or teacher told you you were stupid at math, and so you believed it. All of these things, you know, um, are the strikes that, that, that hold us back from our true purpose. But there comes a point when it we comes out longer. Yeah. Right. It out. erupts despite anything. And I I do agree with you on the midlife thing, because I do think that we do grow up with the expectations and comments of others. And some of them, some of them are very good. And some of them Mm -hmm. are very meaningful in guiding you in a new direction. And some of them kind of put the brakes on Mm -hmm. while you were going at about 70 miles an hour. And Mm -hmm. and that's pretty shocking. But yes, I agree with you. And I, I think that we all... 
I, I wouldn't change my background, even the adverse things that happened to me and the things that made yeah, me amen. miserably <laughs> unhappy. I'm not, I'm the person today because of those experiences. Right. And I also think that we are the product of so many people who've touched us along the way. We wouldn't be who we are without the gaggle of mean girls, mm-hmm. the kind people, <laughs> the total stranger who smiles at you and lifts your spirits when you just needed it at that moment. I, I think it's really, really important. So let me ask you this, and this is sort of to Frankie or whoever wants to take it. Is your purpose a destination or is it a journey? I have a great quote for that. Oh, go, Kathy. go for it. Well, Lori Baruff is the co- Christian communicator person who wrote the curriculum I liked so much at that conference. And so I asked her for a quote. And here's what she said. If you are weary and worn out from going too many directions, define your purpose and say yes to the opportunities that get you there. Lori Baruff. Isn't that great? Mm-hmm. It's smart. She also said knowing our purpose helps us say no to the things that pull us away from fulfilling our destiny. Interesting. <laughs> I To answer your question, like just straight up, Linda, I think our purpose is the way that we be in the world. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's a destination. I think it's a way of being. I agree. Yeah. I was just curious what you all thought because, mm-hmm. you know, there's a couple of articles out there that talk about people who have – I met one at um, a college reunion recently. I said, um, you know, what was your major? She said, biology. I said, so was mine. Do I know you? Because I love meeting new people (laughs) at reunions. She said, no, my head was always down and I never raised my eyes and I became everything I wanted to become. Mm. And she said it in just that tone. And I Well, I was kind of taken aback because that was very different because I don't know that I would define myself by my job, my career, or my accomplishments. So we're just different women. And so that's, it's neither good nor bad or indifferent. It's just the way she put it. But I thought, oh, I just wanted to get to know you if I didn't know you in college. Yeah. Yeah. And so if I can say, if I can say one thing socially, sure. I just want to say one thing really quickly that I think the the great thing about that, though, that it's a journey is we get to fulfill our purpose again and again and again mm-hmm. and again. It's not that one destination, that one job. You get to fulfill your purpose on a regular basis over and over and over again. We're women. We can adapt, overcome and change just about the whole world. Turn after these short messages. is National Ice Cream Month, as if we needed a reason to celebrate ice cream. Would you believe the average American eats 45.8 pints of ice cream a year? Here's the scoop on some ice cream lingo. In Pennsylvania, the paper cone used to hold ice cream is called a toot. Sprinkles or jimmies on top of ice cream are called ants in California and outsiders and logs in Vermont. The world record for ice cream eating is 1.75 gallons in 8 minutes. Oh, I feel a brain freeze coming on. What's another word for brain freeze? Spenopalatine ganglia neuralgia. It's marching 
Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Word. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Salads are a great choice for lunch or dinner, but you need to be careful. What you choose to put in your salad can make all the difference of whether it's a low-calorie, healthy meal or a high-fat, high-sugar, unhealthy meal. Harvard Medical School offers four steps in building a healthy, low-calorie salad. Step one is to build a vegetable base. Pack your plate with leafy greens, raw, or grilled vegetables. Step two is to add some protein. Chopped eggs, grilled chicken, low-fat cottage cheese, or a few scoops of beans are always great choices. Step three is to add a small amount of healthy fat. To give you the feeling of fullness, sprinkle on nuts and seeds. And step four is add whole grains and fruit. Top off your salad with sliced strawberries, grapes, and barley. Choose a light dressing and ask for it on the side. Dip your fork into the dressing first, then into the salad. I'm Annette Hammond. Welcome back. We're back with Dynamic Women, and we talked completely through the break, and which is what we <laughs> often do, and I wish you could hear sometimes the things that we're talking about. One of the things we were talking about, does knowing your purpose make for a happy life? In other words, does success make you happy all the time? Or are there obstacles along this journey that keep you from your purpose, redefine your purpose, evolve where you're going, and what are some of those indicators for you that you're maybe not fulfilling your purpose and it's time to change direction? Who wants the first crack at that? Well, I'd love to jump in here. Go. Um, one thing that we're kind of juxtaposing here is what's the difference between being who we are and then also traveling in the journey we have to travel. And I liked what my friend Lori Baruff said about that. She said, finding clarity in your purpose creates confidence and freedom to be who God created you to be. Uh-huh. And I like that idea that uh, knowing our purpose gives us confidence and freedom as we step into the journey that we're in, even today, as we go through our day, or even on this show. You know, Kathy, you're so right. And if just think about the gazillions of books out there on how to find your purpose. What's my purpose? <laughs> yeah. Purpose, purpose, yes. purpose. Everybody wants to know their purpose. They go to psychics. What's my purpose? Your purpose driven life. Purpose your, your purpose. Yeah. yeah. Everything. Mean, everybody wants to know their purpose. Why? Because there's so much crap that in, 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 uh, I don't want me to call crap, but just so, so much, <laughs> so many things that, that are, that are surrounding us and making it, you know, muffled that we, yes. it's very difficult sometimes to figure out what our purpose is. But we talked about it on break. It's not your career. Right. Mm-hmm. And being successful doesn't necessarily mean you were successful at your purpose, but purpose oh, should make you happy. Purpose should be, it, it's an easy thing, but Kim A., not always easy to demonstrate <laughs> out right. in the world by depending upon the vehicle that you're chosen. And some people will run from their purpose because they go, Oh my God, it's just too big. I don't want to be that responsible. You know, I don't want, but remember we chose this before we came here. Mm-hmm. We chose the obstacles, the lessons, because the lessons don't necessarily are in correlation with our purpose mm-hmm. because our purpose, as Kimmy said, yeah. you know, that that's our curriculum through lifetimes. But the obstacles are the other growth point that we have to have in every lifetime because we're always a soul evolving and growing. 
So we have a purpose and our purpose is, you know, to help other people plus ourselves in a way that, you know, we're, we are passionate about or is easy for us. Um, and maybe so easy that we don't believe that it's our purpose, but it is. And, you know, whatever job we take doesn't necessarily mean it's correlating with our purpose. Mm-hmm. All right. So here's, here's the way I, uh, the, this, I, I, I take personally this, uh, the differentiation between, uh, do I want to be a human being or I want to be a human doing, doing, I don't, right. want, I, I don't. I don't want to be a human doing myself mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because that's put me in my head. I don't want to reside in my head. My head is only to get me to point B when I'm driving, to cook and to, to, to do the business of life. I want to be in my heart and I want right. to be heart open and Agreed. raw and be, be with, with, that, with that heart radiating to, towards other human beings. And the other one is if you're going to pursue happiness, which is very ephemeral uh, through doing, you're going to chase a rainbow your whole life. <laughs> what you're looking for is a life fulfillment, which is a bigger umbrella. Okay. So it's the, the entire journey of your life is fulfilling mm-hmm. because if, if you base what you do in, in terms of, in, in, does, is these things make me happy? Forget about it. Mm-hmm. You will never have a fulfilling life you are you are only going to pursue like a, a, a quick quick fix okay this make me happy and that's other thing that make me happy but it lasts how long does it last just a few hours a few yeah. maybe a couple yep. of days and then mm-hmm. it's gone and then you go back to to the slump again and yeah. then you, you pack weight on your hips totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a consequence yeah. i so, actually go ahead can i Oh, I was just going to say, I, I actually love what you're saying. And I, I think we're getting into semantics again, but I love it. Like, I, <laughs> I really feel like, um, first of all, to, to talk about what Kathy said about how purpose gives you confidence. I wrote an entire blog post on the recipe for confidence and how I have the confidence to go in my underwear in front of Notre Dame in Paris, no airbrushing, no nothing, and to like go out there and do She's it. And it's amazing. Because, it's because I, I, it was scary, but I feel like it's helping me serve my purpose. And if something is in service of my purpose, it just gives me so much more confidence to do it, right? So totally agree with Kathy on that. I also want to talk about the difference between purpose and meaning. So here's this quote from Robert Holden, and it says, uh, Sometimes the greatest fear and pain come from a sense of meaninglessness in life. Mm. Meaning is a choice, not mm. a search. Remember, a sense of meaninglessness is really, therefore, a call to let in higher awareness and truth. So I almost wonder sometimes if we're looking for happiness or joy, when we're looking for purpose, maybe we're actually looking for meaning, you know, being being meaningful in the world. Like, do I mean anything? Do I matter here? Like, what is my purpose? And so there can be a little bit of confusion there around like what we're really searching for when we're searching for purpose. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to put it out there for y'all to talk well, about. Well, here's a fun fact. People who have a purpose live 15% longer than those who do not. And Mm. so, you know, it didn't matter when people found their direction, call it direction, call it purpose. It could be in their 20s. It could be in their 70s. And the the studies are sort of surmising that purpose may protect you and your body from excessive stress, which makes sense. I want to throw out a question. 
do you find that through your life, you have become braver now with (laughs) acknowledging what your purpose is and your purpose and the meaning and what you just said about that quote, which was wonderful. And Jacqueline mentioned, I'll make this twofold, about fulfillment. Again, purpose, another word for purpose. And seeking happiness is fleeting. But I choose to call it, the only word I can use to describe it, and someone uh, argued with me on this last week, and it was interesting, so I'm anxious to hear how you all feel. I like to finish my day contented, Mm. pleased that I fulfilled what I was hoping to achieve that day. Maybe I didn't get it all completed. Maybe I didn't um, go that extra step that I, I thought I was going to be able to have the time for. But I am contented. I am satisfied. I am calm. I am at peace and harmony. And I, I find it so an unusual, old-fashioned word. You never hear somebody say, I want to go out today and be contented. Mm-hmm. But contentment is this wonderful, inflated feeling. And I highly recommend it. It's it's just my word for what I am seeking out of each day. What do you think? How different is being contented from being grateful or having gratitude? Actually, that's very Mm. close. I would Mm. say they're very close. I like that. I like that. I think they're very closely aligned. Contentment means you are grateful for what you experienced and you're okay with yourself for Mm -hmm. however you did the day at peace. At peace. Yeah, harmony. Yeah, all of it. Because I was told, oh, why would you want to be contented? That's settling in life. No, I disagree. And I totally disagreed with that. Okay, good. I'm glad to hear you say that because (laughs) I I was taken aback and I said, words mean a lot to me. And so contentment, that is not what I mean when I say that. This is what I mean. Settling is okay. Yes. Contentment is, ah. Yeah. And haven't we all learned to live with sort of a flexible definition of Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. I prefer contentment. I think your I mean, friend was probably using contentment as a synonym for apathy or apathetic, but contentment is a synonym with pe- being at peace. Mm-hmm. What's your yeah. visual when you see contentment? I, I see almost curled up in front of a fireplace yeah. with a good yeah. book. I, I see Cuddled. A, <laughs> yes. Yes. Treasured. You know, Cherish. your belly's full, you're warm, everything yes. is good with the world. And, and you're grateful for that. And you I know, like we, that. we should all end our day yep. grateful for, yep. for you know, living. <laughs> and our morning. Yeah. You know, it, I think it's a good way to bookend your days. Yes. Mm-hmm. Set yourself up for, you know, for a great day. So and go so- ahead. Are you braver now than you used to be? No. I, I will say yes. I am absolutely much more braver. And I, and I think it's because bravery and courage are part of success. And Kimmy, what decade are you in? (laughs) I am 33 years old and I've been a bra fitter for 13 years. And I'll be honest, I was hiding my purpose behind my doing for a long time. Yeah. And it took a lot of courage for me to admit my, my purpose and admit my callings that would fulfill that purpose and to break out of what was easy and what I could do with my eyes closed and my hands behind my back and I was good at and to break out of that into something else. And it was all because I admitted my purpose to myself and I found it. And so now that's taken me from, you know, working in a retail shop and doing a great, a great job, but from doing that to you know, starting a business and traveling the mm-hmm. world, having pictures taken of me in my underwear, going on national television many times in different countries. Like 
that I would never have been able to fulfill those parts of my purpose if I right. did have more courage and bravery. So a mm-hmm. hundred thousand times. Yeah. I think that there's something that happens <laughs> to women in their thirties though. There, there is a, mm-hmm. um, a breakout point and it's 100%. almost like, yeah, totally. no, it's yes. true. Like around 33, it, 34, there's I, a, it, and I also think I'm, I'm braver in my like regular everyday conversations with people too, because I know that like, if I'm in service to my purpose, like I'm brave. Well, you're confident. I talk to people. There's a confidence. Yeah. Right. I have more difficult conversations or negotiations. I think we were talking about before and, and I'm able to step up in a bigger way as a wife and as a, as a friend and just like as a coach, right? Like I'm definitely. Thirties was like the best ever. I love me. it. I love being yeah. 33. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I wish I could be 33 again. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> Frankie, I'm so confused. I thought you were 33. Yeah, I wish. She's 34. <laughs> yeah. She didn't want to say. Uh, yeah. Well, I just had a birthday. I'm 34 now. You no. know what I loved about being 50 is I felt like I was comfortable in my own skin. Although I've got to tell you, I would never go out and, and, and intentionally in my underwear. Nor but, do you need to. There's no pressure. Thank that's you. I appreciate how that. I was doing my purpose. <laughs> when I know, I'm 70, I know, I'll do it. I know we're coming to the end of this this wonderful show on purpose. It's so surprising, some of the interesting thoughts that came about. I just want to thank you guys for letting me participate today. This has been so much fun, Linda. Thank you. And Frankie for co-hosting. You know, I love talking to all of you dynamic women. This is a tribe that I miss when we don't have these conversations. Mm -hmm. So just to wrap up, we talked today with Frankie Picasso from Ontario, Kamei Caldwell from New York City, Kathy Krafke from Texas, Jacqueline Lopez from Santa Barbara, I'm Linda Crater in Washington, D.C. area. And we are so very glad that you have joined us. You can find out more on dynamicwomentalkradio.com. And we are very glad to welcome you to our tribe. Make it a great week. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in today to Dynamic Women Talk Radio. And join us each week. You can find more shows on dynamicwomentalkradio.com.